This is You Don't Say, conversations about the Black experience in Colombia, then and now. I'm Takia Thomas. Growing up in Colombia, Second Baptist Deacon Larry Monroe has seen how the city has changed over the years. He remembers the breaking down of segregation and the social barriers that still remained while attending Douglas High School. In this edition of You Don't Say, Columbia's James Witt and Larry Monroe talk about what it was like growing up in Columbia, the best and the worst memories, and what Columbia might look like in the future. The conversation begins with one of Deacon Monroe's fondest memories, playing on the football team at Douglas High School. My senior year, by the time we got to our last game of the season, we had 18 players. So we never had a, a big group, mm-hmm. you know, and we were playing uh, schools that would come here with as many as 64 kids. You know, they'd come So in. everybody had to kind of play both sides, offense, and then you just stayed out and played defense. You, you played till you dropped. <laughs> you played till you dropped. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> what was your thoughts on how you grew up, race relationships uh, within this community? You know, we had our section, they had their section, and that's the way that, that we lived. That didn't begin to break down until, oh boy, school integration. A group of us, my senior year, football players were made friends with kids at Hickman, and we div- invited them to Douglas, and they invited us to Hickman. That was the beginning of the breaking down of that barrier. Was Hickman all, an all-white school at that point? Yes. Or did they have a mix? No, no, no. Hickman yeah. was all white. Mm-hmm. Now, we could come together but we couldn't dance with each other. Amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. The black teachers would not permit it, nor would the whites. So that was a standard. You respected that, but you were in each other's presence. And that was the most important thing, mm-hmm. because from there, other relationships were built. It reminds me of, uh, you know, my high school. I went to the integrated high school, Central Central High School. You know, we would have dances, and, and we would have dances in the gym, and, uh, you know, all of the blacks would be on one side, and all the whites would be on the other side. Now, there was a few people that crossed the line. Exactly. And and those folks that crossed the line and danced, you know, either with a white girl or a white girl danced with a black guy or, or vice versa, and we would call them scene fighters, you know. So that was our, you know, anybody that, that broke the scene, you know, that's, that's how they they were called, you know, scene fighters. So. This is You Don't Say, a series of conversations about the black experience in Columbia. I'm Takiya Thomas, and we're listening to a conversation between James Witt and Larry Monroe. Monroe was a longtime Columbia resident who talked about his memories of the historic Sharp Bend Business District as a Sunday school teacher at Second Baptist Church. James Witt was inspired by the history and now was working to preserve the legacy of the place through the Sharp Bend Heritage Committee. Now, back to the conversation. What, what's your uh, worst uh, memories of uh, growing up here in Columbia? A young white girl was babysitting and she was raped and murdered. And apparently she scratched her assailant up pretty much. And that Monday morning, 
the chief of police came to Douglas High School and had all of the teenage boys to line up around the gym floor. And he and another officer did a visual inspection. We had to open our shirts up, show our chest and our face. And what they were looking for were for scratches, you know. Uh, thank God. None of us ah, had been in that's a scratch. Good, that's good. Yeah. And that, that was the most horrible experience, you know, to have to stand there and be eyeballed for something like that. How would you characterize the relationship between blacks in Columbia and, and uh, the university, which is the, the biggest employer and probably the most significant uh, organization that, that have an overall impact on who we are as Colombians? If you're looking at the, the black student and the black community, I think we've helped each other. Mm -hmm. The relationship could be or could have been a lot closer early in the integration of the university. Now, Sharpen was still going. Mm -hmm. And above my mom's restaurant, there was an area that at one time was used for dances, public dances. And Ed Tibbs, who's a member of right. our, yeah. his father, mm -hmm. managed that. And so we would rent that hall, myself and a friend, we would rent that for little mm -hmm. or nothing. And we would have parties on the weekends for the black kids, you know, because the student union out there was not a welcome place for black students. Right. So they didn't have any entertainments. Mm -hmm. So we would have parties down here and invite them across town. What do you think the future holds for Columbia in terms of race relations and your recommendations in terms of what we ought to be doing here in our community to make things better for everybody? What do I think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, naturally, I, I'm going to think positively. Uh, it, it's going to become better. Now, in what ways? Well, first of all, economic gain is badly needed within the African-American community. Now, how do you do that? I don't have the solution mm -hmm. to that. You know, you say education. Well, is that the solution? I don't know. But I, I think uh, as time progresses, and the further and further away we get from mm -hmm. that I think we'll, we'll grow together. That was Deacon Larry Monroe talking with James Witt in a conversation that's part of KBIA's You Don't Say series. You Don't Say is a special project commissioned by the city's Bicentennial Como 200 Task Force. It's co-produced by the Sharp Bend Heritage Committee and KBIA. You can hear more conversations online at kbia.org. <laughs>